Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I can't tell you how lucky I feel that I get to get over-caffeinated and then freestyle with one of my brothers almost every Friday. What's up, everybody? Happy uh, Friday. Happy early weekend. Happy, dare I say, summer. It's pretty nice outside. Uh, We are here to roll you into your weekend, Rajim Rajim Seabrook, riding shotgun here uh, on Nuanas Now. And uh, a lot to get to today. Jim Brown passed away today, Mm. so that will be a a formative uh, amount of this conversation. The NBA playoffs rolls on. Uh, as well, and uh, we're also going to talk some high school baseball, some high school softball. Our other uh, buddy, Jayton Simpson, will swing by about 4.30 to talk uh, all things three-on-three basketball. We're also going to talk about the uh, three-on-three Parks and Rec series that's coming up this summer for hoops as well. Uh, We'll go around the wide world of sports, talk about some of the non- uh, NFL professional football leagues that exist uh, in the world right now. Give you an update on the Stanley Cup playoffs and then take you home talking the Joker isn't sexy. Jimmy Buckets continues to make a case for me. And was LeBron foolish for emptying the tank uh, last night? So, ton of fun to be had. But I just wanted to start by saying uh, it's great to see you, man. And uh, my brother was asking me earlier today, he's like, What you got on the show today? I was like, You know, I got a bunch of just kind of broad topics. And that's about it. We're just going to roll. He's like, Man, I just think that's so crazy you guys can do that. I'm like, Yeah, well, that's just why it's so fun to hang out with you. So, compliments to you, my friend. So fun to, to freestyle with you whenever you're in. It's called organized confusion, folks. That's right, right? You know, containable anarchy. <laughs> so, we just, I, there's a lesson that I learned from Bruce Lee and my father Ooh, many, Bruce many, Lee, many years ago. Is your father into Bruce Lee? He was. He was, a, sure. he was and into martial arts overall. Sure, interesting. And, um, he was a, 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 a samurai and a, a Shintoist in his own way. Uh, 
It's amazing. I don't know if we, I've ever shared that with you about our family. My father was um, one of the preeminent martial arts uh, athletes in, in the country when he was in high school and early college. He's the first uh, American to receive his senior black belt from the Kuki Kwan, which is the Korean yeah. uh, Federation of Taekwondo. The first non-Korean to ever receive a senior black belt. Uh, we And my dad taught uh, Taekwondo across the country for like 20 years. Um, we have so much more to talk about. No, one hundred percent. So, anyways, carry on though. Um, Bruce Lee, my father, had a great admiration for as well, and, and martial arts is such a, a fascinating thing. If you know about it, it's, it has nothing to do with the fighting. The fighting is like the last it has thing, man. To do with the like, fighting. fighting is it has like to do a with centering yourself, right? Discipline, self control, sure. like not giving into impulses. All the all for the sure. things that regular old people like us struggle with, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, anyways, your father, Bruce Lee. You know, be water, not sure. the rock. Learn how to flow, and I think that translates well into whenever you and I are doing this or college game day. Like you know, we do. You you are the fount. I've always said you are the fount, the cornucopia of information. And in the Thanks, last man. couple of years, I've I've definitely you know improved my chops, so to say, of being a, a bit more organized and less of the freestyle fellowship. And totally, um, you know, it's a uh, it's 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 why I'm minor league and, and you're an all star in the majors. <laughs> so it's all right. Cactus lead is needed, baby. Hey, hey bro, you uh, uh, you're balling every time you come in here. So thanks for being here, as always. Yeah, let's flow. Let's be the water, uh, not the rock. Exactly. Uh, show outlook here on Nuanas now. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You want to stream the show? You always can. One zero two nine ESPN dot com or. Download the uh, ESPN MT app, available on all of your var various uh, mobile platforms. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. The news of the day, um, I, I, I'll just start with this because I wrote an email to our staff um, and I'll just read it to you because I, I think that everything I said in it was uh, holds true uh, here uh, with the news of the day, Jim Brown passing away at the age of 87. Uh, rarely do I think the death of sports figures are worth mentioning across our stations here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, but I did think uh, that the mentioning of the death of Jim Brown sometime in the next week, week or so would be worth it. For people of a certain age, Jim Brown is not uh, is is one of the greatest athletes uh, in the history of American sport, and some would say the greatest athlete. Uh he certainly was the greatest NFL player of the pre-Super Bowl era, not to mention one of America's most important activists and one of the first uh, black men who truly stood up for what he believed in. When he was in his prime, the NFL monster had not been yet created, so he sometimes got overshadowed, but he walked away from the game in the prime of his life to pursue other things, including helping others and standing up for what he believed in on the front lines of the civil rights movement. Uh, he's a true icon, and for our listeners, I think for those that were around in the 1960s, Jim Brown likely remains uh, one of the greats of all time in, in all of sports. And uh, you know, his play on the football field, exceptional. His work in the community, exceptional. He certainly was not without flaw. I mean, Andrew sent us uh, an article after I put this in the outline that uh, is worth mentioning as well. Um, Jim Brown, for all of his Hall of Fame accomplishments as a football player, uh, one of the great lacrosse players of all time as well, while he considered the greatest athlete to ever participate in sports at Syracuse, which is a, a university that has a ton of athletic tradition, mm -hmm. for all of those great things, Jim Brown was not without flaw. He also had a, a very checkered, is a, probably a, a soft way of saying it, uh, certainly a I would say not good past uh, in terms of violence, violence against women. Uh, so, yes. So, so you have to mention that because he was charged with some form of assault six different times in mm -hmm. his life. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's all to say, 
there's there's uh, it's few and far between you have somebody who is truly larger than life and. Jim Brown, despite all the scrutiny he endured, and also the fact that he sort of came of age and came to prominence when uh, the NFL had not yet exploded, uh, pro sports in America, aside from baseball, had not yet exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there had only been a, a handful of, of African Americans that had had any, any sort of stardom or influence. And Jim Brown also was a take-no-prisoners attitude type of guy, and he, he got scrutinized as much as anybody. Jim Brown was widely hated, especially by white America, when he walked away from the NFL uh, it, before he was even 30 years old. Uh, yet he still endured, and I think that the different chapters of his life and then the civil rights activism, uh, the things he did in L.A. with uh, repairing gang relations and things Curbside like that. Curbside justice, man. Uh, he, he's, a tr- he's, a, he's a truly unforgettable American. I'm not going to say he's one of the great heroes because he does have this jaded past, but he is truly one of the most memorable people of the 20, 20th century. And this is, uh, this is a, a, a crazy loss, even though he lived a, a great life, a life well lived. Yeah, Jim Brown, rest in peace, uh, 87 years of age. Uh, what a blessing to live that, to be that age, regardless of all his accomplishments both on and off the field. Yep. Um, I, I like the fact that you added polarity to the conversation culture sure. and the fact that, you know, despite all his greatness, he still had, you know, poor choices and, and poor transgressions and, you know, by no way was the man an angel and and and, and he did, you know, some, some horrible things to, um, to, 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 to women and, and things that just weren't weren't of, of of the most positive note. However, the flip side to that is, and not that it erases anything, no, you sure. know, he was still an incredibly powerful man, both physically, uh, spiritually, immense, uh, emotionally, and within the community. For sure. Um, at, at a time when uh, people of his nature and ilk were either being incarcerated or, or assassinated right. or vilified sure. and demonized, and yet, you know, he still used his platform for a great many a thing um, outside of the game of football and lacrosse. And then, you know, as I'm kind of zooming out and zooming back into him. For sure. Um, and then as an athlete, like phenomenal, given the time, uh, given the, the, the constraints, given the lack of accessibility and what he was able to do, um, you know, statistically and, and the season's so much shorter than today. Um, yeah, he was, a, he, was a, he was a man amongst boys and then, you know, considered possibly the greatest collegiate lacrosse player ever. Um, right, for sure. And, 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 that, and that says something like... Uh, this this man had no um, no excuse making in his body. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook uh, rolling with me, Coulter Nuanas here what up? Uh, on your Friday. We're, we're I said I, we got we're getting over caffeinated. We got a lotus in front of us. That's Dangerous. The, uh, that's the drink of the late spring, early summer here. But uh, it is quite refreshing. It is quite caffeinating. It is uh, quite dangerous for quite this quite old man for sure. I know Rajim last last week was shaking like he stole something, and I was like. Are you okay? Why you gotta say that's only brother in house, man? <laughs> I'm gonna punch hey, you in the head when hey, we get off on the hey, first break. Hey, Listen to this guy. Just ten, I'm just messing. Ten, it was low hanging fruit. Ten thousand sayings from the old man, right? I, I wish I had. It's like the book, right? Stuff my dad says. Like I wish I had my all my old man's sayings oh, man. all written down. So funny. Uh, regardless. Um, we are drinking lotuses from Florence Coffee. It's a Friday night. Yum. You can stay up late. Uh, no matter where you're at in Montana, there's likely a Florence Coffee uh, Company kiosk near you. Go try a Lotus. Uh, they're very refreshing, very good. Um, I'm just going to read this from Deadspin because I think this is a very concise way of just saying what we're talking about in terms of the, the dark side of Jim Brown. Because I do think this is, you know, we're not here to pile on a man who just died, but also I, we're going to just say this and then we'll continue to talk about all the things that make him an icon and make him a legend and make, and make him a goat. Uh, Brown is an emblematic figure 
who's presented the way he is because he stands as much as anyone now living at the intersection of the athletic and the political. He's also a man who's been accused of and investigated for beating or raping women at least six times over several decades, a period of time spanning from the 1960s through 2000. Of those cases, three resulted in charges that were tried before juries. The three other cases were dropped when the women said they didn't want to pursue charges or witnesses stopped cooperating. Brown admitted in his own memoir to slapping women and in another case uh, blamed violent outbursts on his wife. Uh, he was found guilty once of vandalism and jailed when he was refused uh, when he refused to attend domestic violence counseling uh, ordered by the judge in that case. Uh, and then it goes on to just list some of his uh, indiscretions. So that's the, the dark side. But now here we are. Let's talk about uh, all of the things that make Jim Brown um, an unforgettable person in, in the, the scope of 20th century history. First, let's talk about him as a football player. I think that um, even though he retired some 60 years ago, he's still absolutely considered, I think, by everybody, one of the top five running backs of all time. And that's even with so many great players that have come along since him. And I think that there's a lot of people that would argue he is the greatest running back of all time. Uh He's my top three, man. Like, there's just who's the, who's the other two? Probably Walter. Walter Payton's got to be there, probably right. Walter, and then for me, I'm a huge Barry Sanders for fan. Sure. Yep. Um, you I know, knew you were gonna say that. You, well, how could you not? When you look at how many, for sure. If he had an offensive line, could you imagine what he would have done? For sure. You know. Um, so here's the superlatives for Jim Brown as a football player. He rushed for twelve thousand three hundred and twelve yards in just nine seasons. Ridiculous. Uh, utterly ridiculous. When you really uh, think about it, he um, never missed a game. In his NFL career. 118 straight, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. He uh, rushed for more than 1,000 yards every single season of his career except his rookie year. His rookie year, he only rushed for 962. Only, uh, he folks. Was, he wasn't uh, the starter at that exact moment. Uh, scored double-digit touchdowns five different times. The final stat line, 12,312 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. There is no player in the history of the National Football League that's averaged more than five yards a carry except one Jim Brown. He's uh, half a first down every other carry. Only, only, he's the only player in NFL history to average 100 yards per game for his career. Averaged 104 per game. He also Ooh. scored also scored 106 touchdowns uh, in an era where uh, scoring was not uh, as prevalent the Browns also had their greatest success when Jim Brown was their best player. Last time and, they won a championship. And this all came before the Super Bowl, and that's why I think sometimes it gets forgotten or buried in the history of the league. Uh, but Jim Brown was a nine-time first-team All-Pro. Uh, by every measurable statistic, uh, he is he is one of, if not the greatest running backs of all time. Oh, absolutely. You And, and within the narrative that you so eloquently uh, uh, weaved, Coulter, uh, when you think the the fact that he had almost as many touchdowns as he had games, right? 118 games straight, 106 touchdowns. Crazy. Like what? Who who else can even you know scratch that? Like you can't scratch and sniff that. Like that's just ridiculous stats. Uh, I also remember when he was 47 years old, he was wanting to come back because someone was going to break his record. And you know what? When you look at him at 47, he might have been able to do that just to preserve his greatness. Uh, amazing running back, walked away from the game on his accord. For and sure. it wasn't due to injury. It wasn't due to, um, um, you know, malice or anything like that. It was just due to, I'm done with this. There's bigger things than the game. And that, that ruffled a lot of feathers in, in our culture, in our society, because we as fans uh, always want to dictate when we're done with somebody. And, you know, for one of the rarities in, in, in you know, sports, regardless of the sport, um, he went out on his own and said, I'm okay with this. 
Jim Brown, uh, dead at 87. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. R.I.P. Uh, SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, in addition to his football accomplishments, he was also an excellent, as you mentioned, lacrosse player, who I think is one of the great lacrosse players of all time. Uh, he's certainly, I think, considered the greatest Syracuse lacrosse player of all time, and Syracuse has great lacrosse. Amazing. Uh, but I don't know if people know about this part either. Uh, Jim Brown also played basketball and ran track at Syracuse. As a sophomore, he was the second leading scorer on the basketball team, uh, averaged 15 points per game. Uh, he also earned a letter in track that year. Uh, he was uh, uh, All-American in the decathlon as a sophomore uh, in track and field. Decathlon, uh, his, folks. His junior year, uh, he was a first-team All-American in lacrosse as well as averaged 11.5 points per game in basketball. And his senior year, he was, again, first-team All-American. He led the country in goals scoring. He scored 43 goals in just 10 games. <laughs> led the country in scoring, only playing like half the games for Syracuse. Um, they changed the rule of his the game for him. You always mention if, if the uh, rules of the game are changed for you, that is certainly a, a huge... Uh, Notch for you uh, on the legacy. Uh, yes, sir. Belt. And uh, he's, I mean, he, he didn't play lacrosse after he was 21 years old and he's still in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. So that shows you just how good of a, a lacrosse player. Dude, because there was no one at 6'2, 230 that no, ran a 4'5, sure. 40 playing even lacrosse, faster, any, probably. probably even faster, playing lacrosse anywhere in the country. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, on the planet. Uh, ridiculous, man. And the only reason why he chose football, little known fact, was because it paid more money. No, for sure. For sure, like we, he he may have changed uh, the the scope and the and, and the lens of lacrosse had it been more financially lucrative. For sure, he retires then uh, just before his thirtieth birthday, and uh, then remakes himself. And uh, ha- he is so widely known around America for for his acting career as much as his football career, and then he redefines himself again uh, in multiple different ways as a civil rights activist in the 60s and 70s, but then into the 80s and 90s, working in race relations, mentorship, ga- gang relations, totally. pr- you know, mentorship totally. in prison uh, for you know inmates that are trying to rehabilitate. Um, to me, I thought the, the dichotomy of being a, a movie star and a civil rights activist and never losing yourself within you know becoming a caricature of yourself especially mm-hmm. as a black actor in that moment in time mm-hmm. to me that's um, one of his more impressive feats well there there were many there were a slew of those people at the time that were able to do that uh Jim Brown was definitely one of them Muhammad Ali was another one um um Lou backslash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was another um and and then people like Harry Belafonte uh were able to, yeah. to 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 really use their platform for something other than fame and notoriety, it, yeah. uh, they were able to use those platforms to give um, light, levity, and credence to the to the to the um, the plight of Black America in the '50s, '60s, and '70s. So, um, yeah, kudos to him for being fearless and 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 staring adversity in the face and not being complacent um, with the status quo of his greatness and using that to propel. Uh, if you want to watch a great movie, uh, it's it's a um it's sort of a reenactment of uh, a moment in time, but it's called One Night in Miami. And it's all about this night spent with Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, and Malcolm X. And uh, Ooh, that's a room full they're, of powerful they're just, minds. They're just in a hotel room, and it's sort of just a reenactment of that. And you know, at that moment, who would have known that within the next couple years that Muhammad Ali would get the heavyweight championship stripped from him and get sent to prison for uh, dodging the draft. Mm-hmm. Sam Cooke would get shot and killed. Uh, Malcolm X would get shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And Jim Brown would retire from the NFL. 
I, I find it fascinating too, though, because Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown um, walked similar paths in terms of their activism, especially during the prime of their athletic career and then right after their athletic career. Mm-hmm. Ali competed a lot longer in athletics into the 70s when um, sports became so much bigger. The, uh, the acceptance of minority athletes became so much more, you know, wide. Right. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll, ask, I'll start with a question. Do you feel as if Muhammad Ali is remembered differently than Jim Brown? It seems as if Muhammad Ali, by the time his time came to an end, was was beloved. And I think Jim Brown is iconic, but I think there's a lot of polarization behind Jim Brown as well. I, I just think that there's a lot of a lot of people in America in the 60s and 70s did not like Jim Brown. They did not like what Jim Brown stood for. They did not like, you know... A, a, I, I, I want to interrupt positively. Sure, it's sure. not that they... I don't think people didn't like what Jim Brown stood for. They didn't like the way it came out of the vessel. Sure. Right? What he stood for was a lot of great, positive, productive things. The way it came out, America at that time was not ready to see that, hear that, Very feel that, taste so, that, so smell delivery. that. So was the delivery. Um, yeah, I mean, Muhammad Ali was one of the... I mean, Muhammad Ali broke down so many bra- barriers, both consciously, but also just because of the secondary effects of who he was. Well, that that was... Here's here's the other thing. Um, Jim Brown did it with a sledgehammer. For sure. Ali did it with the touch of a poet. No, for like, sure. Like, there was just a different delivery and, 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 and um, air about him that yep. made his acceptance, which is weird because if you think about Ali's religious affiliation, it actually added another layer of distrust and distaste in America at that time. For sure. Being not only Muslim, but being part of the certain sect of the nation of Islam sure. within. For sure. And But yet was still able to to, sure. to to get across a message that was a bit more palatable uh, uh, Ali for also, America. Muhammad Ali also fits the, the perfect American narrative of what we want from our heroes. And that is, we build you up. We break you down, and if after we break you, you come back, mm-hmm. then we love you forever. Oh, yeah. If you can't come back, then we bury you forever. Totally. Right? Totally. But, but Michael Jordan, he peaks, his father dies, he retires for mysterious reasons, and then he comes back. The, the reascension. Tiger Woods. Totally. Biggest star in the world, falls from grace, comes back, wins the Masters. We love him forever. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. All the indiscretions are flushed. Society, culture, America never got to break Jim Brown. Jim Brown was unbreakable. Whereas Muhammad Ali certainly got broken multiple times. Title stripped, loses uh, multiple title fights, but he wins it back. He wins it back. He wins it back. Beloved Mm -hmm. beloved figure. I just find it interesting because I don't know if people really remember those two, how deeply they were tied together, especially while Jim Brown was still playing in the NFL. And uh, well, I, I just think was, that the level of reverence is different for those two guys. Uh, by the end of the, his life, Muhammad Ali was lighting the Olympic torch as one of the most beloved people in America. And I think there's a lot of people that are very sad today, but I also think that uh, Jim Brown just remains so much more uh, well, polarizing Jim, throughout his life. Polarizing because Jim Brown was Jim Brown. And 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 what I mean by that is there, there were things Jim Brown did not attend in silent protest or in Passive or aggressive protest. Sure, Sorry, right. um, he was he was not okay with with showing his face until he felt that he his sure. face needed to be seen. And I just think that I mean, and you can't blame him considering that he was hanging out with multiple guys on a regular basis that ended up getting assassinated. I mean, I think a part of him not being around was to protect himself, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I you know, I, I think that I go back to, to 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 what I said about him moments ago. He did things with a sledgehammer's effect. Like he came in, he didn't care. 
either. He didn't care what America thought about him. That's right. He didn't care about the repercussions of the ramifications that came behind it. Uh, And not that Ali or people of that ilk and nature um, didn't care, but his ability to not only not care, but give a darn about not caring was also a high was also high on 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 his play um, on on his chart, so to say. The other part of it is I think that Jim Brown was very strategic and calculating and being able to polarize and feed off of that energy and almost show a you know a concave uh, uh, frame uh, and lens that Ali was able to. He was like, okay, if you're gonna, it's almost like let's do good cop, bad cop. Like sure. if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this and captivate this, um, let's have some overlap and intersectionality, and I'm gonna captivate this and bring it together because. Um, Ali also is just naturally the clown prince, which then also comes with the the uh, the desire to be liked. He he tried a lot harder to be liked by everybody. Jim Brown did not really ever exude that. I you know I'm I'm not sure if it was a, if it was a desire to be liked or he was just that comfortable being yeah. in the skin that he was in. Yeah, he was point, a much more entertaining, charismatic person as For far sure. as just like a persona of being upbeat and having a bit more levity uh uh, uh in his expression uh and and, and emotive uh qualities, but I do think that uh again Jim Brown was a bit more stoic emotionally. For sure. If not for anything, he possibly had more self-control than Ali did. Interesting. Uh, and had a bit more uh, reservation and, and ability to not let the emotion... He might have had a bit more emotional intelligence at the point of attack when in an interview or sitting down or, uh, you know, cultivating uh, conversation uh, yeah. and, and movement, uh, especially being the activist that he was. And then there was also, you know, you, you got to understand Jim Brown, If he, for those who read history books... Um, which you should. Also, which you should. Uh he was also one of the biggest advocates for Ali during the whole Vietnam draft no dodging thing. So there was a there was a split in which all of a sudden um, Jim Brown became the voice to amplify uh, Ali, and then Ali continued to be his own trumpet. So the polarity between them, especially with I'm being victimized by, but I'm going to speak out against uh, the advocate versus the victim, also came into a. If you, if you look at it from that perspective, that lens as well. So uh, great conversation to have uh, further. We can keep we For can sure. wax poetic uh, about this going forward, but I do think that Jim Brown was able to play his his emotional intelligence and stoicism strategically off of Ali, who some, you know, considered somewhat of a buffoon at times, uh, but was just able to do it, just had a different delivery. But uh, let's continue this Uh, at a different time, my friend. Great, great uh, words from you, Rajin. Thank you, sir. uh, Rolling with us here on your Friday. It's Nuanas Now, uh, ESPN Radio. The last part worth worth acknowledging about Jim Brown is then, well, well, first of all, speaking of martial arts teachings and and sort of Eastern philosophy, uh, you know, sort of the evolution of a man and, and, you know, you go through different archetypes within your life your adolescence, and then your, you know, sort of primal alpha phase, and then you have to move on in archetypes of your life. And Jim Brown moved into the last phase of his life as sort of a a wise man mentor, Mm -hmm. and he did it as gracefully as any, you know, former alpha dog. A lot of times, the warrior gets stuck in the warrior mode. They can't become the wise man. Jim Brown became the wise man. and Became became, the mystic of the village, if you will. And and then he became uh, this unbelievable mediator and you know, for those of a certain age, now I'm a little bit young, but I'm sure you remember this very... Uh, Coming from the guy that always claims he's middle-aged, <laughs> but, please but, record this <laughs> and play it next week. People people uh, that were uh, have, having conscious thoughts in the late 80s and early 1990s certainly know uh, vividly um, 
what was going on in L.A. during those days. I mean, L.A. LA was a city that was getting ripped apart. I mean, New York was going through this similarly probably 20 years before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, sort of just the, the transition times for, for big cities. But L.A. was getting torn apart at the seams. And, you know, the L.A. riots and, uh, you know, Rodney King and all of that stuff. And Jim Brown was on the front line of all of that. And he was one of the mediators when it comes to sort of uh, mediating gang warfare and, and gang interactions. And, and I think that's probably the... The part that's the most impressive about his legacy is he he made his life mean so much more than even being a Hall of Fame NFL football player, you know, and an A-list actor. He 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 moved to this other phase so seamlessly, so gracefully. Well, he was he was able to do things a lot of other leaders and politicians were not only not able to, but right. weren't willing to do both. Um, totally, and I and I and I think that you know I I said it moments ago. Um, he was about curbside justice, like. The fighting needs to stop. The riots need to stop. The hurting needs to stop, and the healing needs to begin. And he was a a huge supporter of 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 wanting to heal communities and bringing people together to say, "Hey, our differences that's really easy. That's the low hanging fruit. We can all, I, you know, I can sit here right now and yeah. tell you eighteen differences between us just based upon the the naked eye. But it takes work to sit down and get yeah, to know and right. be like, you know what? Despite what we look like differently, we have more in common." Than ever, and he was able to call that out of people, totally. but then reinject that back in to be like, stop, <laughs> stop, and 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 do and do it with with the seriousness, and and make sure your impact and your intent match up. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, the news of the day in the sporting world: Jim Brown, uh, Hall of Fame running back, one of the great athletes of the 20th century uh, on the earth. And uh, a man who then redefined himself in a variety of ways uh, throughout the second half of his life. Uh, a life well lived, to be sure, and uh, certainly an, an unforgettable uh, American. So, um, rest in peace to Jim Brown. We'll have some more thoughts on Jim Brown maybe in hour number two. Uh, but we got to get out. Our good buddy Jayton Simpson uh, is on the way. I actually think he might be just be walking in right now. Look at this guy. Oh, maybe not. It's our other buddy. Uh so he'll, that, that's coming up. We're going to talk about the Garden City shootout uh, coming up here in just a minute. Uh, also, just have to say thank you to our friends at Canyon River. Can't wait to get out to Canyon this weekend. I missed my golf last weekend because I had to uh, I had to finish my Montana Football Hall of Fame bios. You know, sometimes life gets in the way. But uh, excited to hit Canyon this upcoming weekend. And uh, the last time I was out there, though, unbelievable. Their uh, greens are as curated as well and are rolling as true and quick as I've ever seen out there. I've been playing out Canyon for forever, ever since I was a kid, and uh, they're as good as it gets, so go check out Canyon River out there uh, in East... You live a hard life. <laughs> you know, I, uh, a wise man once told me, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have at least one competitive hobby in your life, and uh, if golf's your hobby, it's the only hobby you can have because it just costs so much money. So uh, I'm obsessed with it, and uh, it's the thing I'm obsessed with the most. And I you know, couldn't do it without my buddies at Canyon River. All right, <laughs> James Seabrook, uh, you're on New Orleans now. Up? Uh, we also have our good buddy, Jason, right? That's I've my only, man. I've only met Jason one time at your birthday party. I'm excited to, to see him. Oh, he's uh, a good, I think Jayton's probably good on the guy. way as well, but uh, uh, another friend, uh, an old friend of Rajim's, new friend of mine, and oh, yeah. uh, about to be a new friend of yours as well. We're going to talk community basketball in a variety of different ways. Our Garden City Spotlight is next. Uh, keep it right here. This is Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. We've been stuck on this for a minute. This is uh, Rajim Seabrook's in studio with us. And uh, whenever Raj is here, we get him to... uh, curate at least part of the playlist and uh i think that's like three fridays in a row we've been rolling with big daddy kane man well first of all i'm gonna have to you know shoot you down high flyer that was tribe call quest oh okay sorry bro because yeah. i just i'm just looking at the outline well okay man, got we, you, let's got get you. you on the inline brother I, I let's get it. you I let's it. get you corrected no i love it uh it's it's actually a great curation um and it's actually really cool that jayton's in here because it what a connecting bridge within the world of hip-hop we got to talk about it it turns 50 years old this August. Unbelievable. We're going to keep giving you a hip, hip-hop lessons. But we got to talk about a little community action coming up here uh, just a little bit as well. Uh, because we, Jay Todd Simpson in studio with us. Uh, also, our new friend, Jason Forges. I know he's old friends with these guys, but new friend for me. Uh, by the way, I got to tell you, uh, while you're standing off camera, I loved your story at Tell Us Something. I thought it was great. Uh, so good. We, we love Tell Us Something. Rajim and I uh, kicked it into the show the day afterwards, and we loved it. We thought uh, yours was great. So just wanted to tell you in person. Um but Jayton's in studio to talk about the uh, Garden City Shootout, which, which is coming up. Josh Jones was in with us a little while back, but uh, a friendly reminder because now we're, we're closing in on this thing, right? Just about a month away. Yeah. First of all, how you doing? Good hey, to see good. you, man. Thanks, thanks for, for thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You know, it's always a blast coming down here, chopping mm-hmm. it up with y'all, talking sports, the sport I love so much, basketball. Even though you know football. I love that one, too. But <laughs> <laughs> Basketball is where it's at. So thank you for having me. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. This is our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Um, so first of all, let's just start at the beginning. Give people the, the down and dirty details. When is it? Where is yeah, it? All this yeah. stuff. Right now, write this down, everybody. June 17th and 18th, still at the Southgate Mall. Shout out to all of our sponsors, Pepsi, Shields, Exact Image. Um, mark the calendar. June 17th and 18th, two-day tournament. We can't control the rain, but, you know, we even <laughs> managed that last year, you know? Yeah, so, totally. uh, yeah, be ready to ball because three-on-three basketball, it's the best in Missoula, the longest-running one, so you better come out and participate and show love. This has been around forever, man. I remember playing in this thing way back in the day uh, when I was, like, in fourth grade, so this has been going on forever and ever and ever, and uh, a cool event, and uh, also goes towards a good cost, too. Helps helps raise money for the uh, City Life Center here in Missoula. So, yeah, and what uh, a great facility, right? It's, it's great you facility. know, indoor paintball. Who has indoor paintball, right? right? A full-blown gym that's in there, plus it houses uh, 10 other nonprofits. It's a great community center. It's always good to team up with them and show them love and make sure our youth, our community, knows about a facility 
facility like that right in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's super important for sure. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, right? I mean, that's one of the, as somebody that's worked so much with uh, kids in this community, that's one of the, the keys to success for kids, right? Access. Access, access, access and, and having a place Education, to be, yeah. uh, having a door to close and a roof over your head uh, because you know there's going to be good people under uh, under that roof and on the other side of those doors. And just having places like that are important. Having people like Jayton help facilitate that is, is, is equally important. So you got the, the jersey on. That's, yeah, that's, I love this thing. That's pretty I beg Josh Jones. Josh, if you're listening to this, thank you. I'm rocking the jersey today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is my swag I get to wear uh, because I'm humbly uh, get to accept the role every year. And then again this year as a tournament director. Love it. Yeah. Uh, love it. Which is, you know, a, a great honor to just be out there with the community, having fun again through the through the sport we love, which is basketball. Do you uh, do you get to does the tournament director get to play? No, we, and, and I've actually hung up the gym shoes. I hung up the cleats. Ooh. I'm almost hanging up. A, I, this is funny to even talk about it. Well, how, well, how are you going to have a competitive outlet? Because you've been oh. playing football or hooping for like ever. I mean, ever since yeah. I've ever known you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the homies and I, we take we took up billiards. So well, I'm actually good. playing pool a little bit more. Yeah. I'm actually going to hit the golf course. So good, I'm going to hit great. you up. I know you're yeah. showing some love to your people earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, uh yeah, I, I, I mean, the competitive spirit is never, ever going to stop. And there's mm. going to be multiple outlets. And you know I write as well. Totally. So uh, lots of different outlets that we can uh, use. And those are definitely my favorites. It's J. Todd Simpson in studio with us. Uh, Rajim Seabrook also riding shotgun for the uh, duration of your Friday here. On to on is now ESPN Radio. Uh, Garden City Spotlight presented proudly by Missoula Electric Co-op. Garden City Shootout coming up uh, in a little bit less than a month. So uh, go get signed up if you want to play in one of Missoula's best. June 17th and 18th. Write it down, community. June 17th and 18th. 18th. I'd love to see you. Uh, it should be a really fun uh, event. What what inspired you to actually decide to not play basketball anymore? Was that hard? You know, I'm kind of going through this too. Oh, yeah, we bringing up you bringing up sensitive I know, stuff I'm sorry, right now. I'm sorry. Fine, I'm you know. sorry. I just, I just, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that, sensitive I'm topics. in that spot too now, though, where it's like, bro, I do not want to tear my my ACL or my Achilles because, like, buddy, you just, you just hit. Sadly, <sighs> you hit the nail on the head, For sure. <laughs> Mr. Simpson. Yes. Oh yeah, because you got hurt, right? Yes, I that did. Last year, playing you, that's basketball, right. uh, and uh, doing the sport that I loved, and yup, turned around just normally to go for a steal, and I felt it. I didn't hear the pop, oh, but man. I felt the pop, that's ladies right. and gentlemen. Let me tell you I what happened you, here. I totally remember this now. It, and it was so sad. It was, everybody in the gym stopped. It was kind of like the whole record stop in the oh, middle, and man. everybody was like, yes. something just happening. Everyone felt it, and I dropped to the ground. And I did not know what happened. I just grabbed my Achilles and oh, I was like, man. I don't know if it happened. I didn't hear anything. They're like, well, you didn't hear anything. It's okay. And I tried to stand up and I fell right back oh, down. No. Oh, boy. Well, oh, you just yeah. talked me into it. We're retiring together. That's it for me, too. <laughs> well, sounds like ping pong is a great life sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to tear my Achilles you playing this. golf. You were, you were asking me about golf. I'm not going to tear my Achilles playing golf, so that's why we're going to keep golfing. Well, well that's I why I play today. Cribbage. I stand and, today and, right and here you're good, you're in the studio too. with good. you all mm-hmm. after surgery. Uh, rehabilitation. I've done all the PT, and I'm still trying to be active, so I can't at least have enough body to play catch softball with my daughter totally. play basketball yep. with my son you know like totally. uh, I, I can still do those things so i can tell you even after falling down uh it's it you, you can get back up that's good uh and 
you know, now you just get to be the tournament director. So that's a great thing. <laughs> Jay Todd Simpson uh, in studio with us here. Uh, it's our Garden City shootout. Uh, excuse me, it's the Garden City Spotlight about the Garden City shootout. Garden City shootout, three on three coming up there at Southgate Mall. Um, and all the proceeds go to the City Life Center, which is a great community center. Take care of the babies. Uh, here uh, in uh, Missoula. Anything else? What, what else is up? Anything else you want to add? For all around, or you know, just gotta, all the way around. Oh whatever. yeah, I always got a lot of stuff. Who, who you so. got in the NFL, who got in the NBA playoffs right now? You been watching the them? Lake Show? You loving the I'm Lake Show? Still oh, yeah. from West Coast? No, still I know you represent are. that. You're, dub. you're from yes. West, you're from Long Beach. Beach. Oh, I said Strong, Strong Beach. Beach. Yeah, Beach. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. No, let's go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, Lake Show emptying the tank the last two nights ago for two straight losses. Is that foolish? <laughs> no, it's not foolish. You got to get it when you can. If you can't get it, you get ready for the next one. Well, that right, right there may be motivation for well, the rest of the team, especially those young ones. Well, like I've been saying all all week long, too, uh, if you're the Lakers, you're going to have to win a game in Denver, and you're not going to win game seven in Denver. So you got to try to steal one of the other yep. three games in Denver, right? So, you know, go for it last couple times, come up short, whatever. What's your thought on, on Jokic? Legit. So legit, he's right? So I mean, good. seriously, the so footwork. Good. I mean, he's a big dude. You can tell his... Uh, I mean, all of that. Like, Passing, I got respect for him. For That's sure. It. I respect the dude. 100%. More NBA playoffs uh, coming up in hour number two. But go get signed up uh, for the Garden City Shootout uh, coming up at Southgate Mall a little bit less than a month from today. And... Uh, We'll keep telling you about it. Uh, Jayton Simpson in studio, Rajim Seabrook. Also, what's up, man? I just got a text uh, asking Jayton in particular, what are the brackets? Uh, just Ooh, because yeah. some three on threes, yeah. it's you know, it's only adults or it's only kids or it's only this. Just give us six, a rundown. I need that six foot and under thirty five and over bracket. That's what I need. Combine, right? That's right, both. So you can get all the information. You can uh, search for us online, Garden City Shootout. Uh, our Facebook page has all the information. But the brackets start as young as second grade. Goes through high school, up through adult division. So for the men's, we'll have the elite division, the open division, six one and under. Nice, no thirty five and under yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. That's Our right. women's division is open. Our co-ed division is even open. So we we try to serve the whole family. Again, the priority here is the family, mm-hmm. uh, and of mm-hmm. course, fundraising for the City Life Community Center. So uh, and also, I must say, the sponsors are open. We still yeah, have good. some time to sponsor. So if you want to join the crew of Exact Image and Southgate Mall and Shields and Pepsi, you too can get a shout out and also feel good knowing that you're supporting basketball right here in Missoula. It's, all, it's almost like this guy used to be on the radio for a living. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little shum shum. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks for swinging by, bro. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. We will be giving you updates from uh, the first ever state baseball tournament here in the uh, state of Montana, plus divisional softball updates as well. The postseason for spring sports is upon us. Our Prep Extra, featuring the Diamond Sports, next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio. These guys, just such good rappers. Love it. Uh, Welcome back. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Friday. Time now 
For our Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Uh, first of all, the first ever baseball tournament in the state of Montana. Uh, state tournament, that is, at the high school level. So here's some scores for you from the first ever tournament. Uh, not all schools are offering this, so there's no classifications going on in, in high school baseball right now. Basically, anybody that's playing is in this inaugural state tournament. So uh, here's how it went down here in the first round in Butte. Florence Carlton beat Butte 6-5. to five. Polson beat Eureka 6-4. to four. Whitefish beats Frenchtown seven to two. Mm. Hamilton beats Belgrade twelve to six. Ooh. And then in the undefeated semifinal, Polson gets past Florence five to four. Whitefish pounds Hamilton fourteen to three. Well, that's a bad football score, <laughs> right? Butte beats Eureka six to two, so Eureka out. Belgrade beats Frenchtown eleven to one, so Frenchtown out. Butte Hamilton playing a loser out game uh, tonight. Belgrade Florence Carlton plays in a loser out game tonight. And then uh, in the undefeated semifinal, it's Whitefish and Polson. Uh, actually, that actually might be the straight up championship. Whitefish and Polson uh, tomorrow. So we'll let you know uh, who wins the inaugural state baseball championship uh, here in the, the uh, state of Montana. We also have uh, softball uh, divisionals going on right now. We'll start closest to home. The Western A divisional is uh, in Frenchtown this weekend. Uh, Butte Central, an impressive 15 to 3 win uh, in the first round. Libby beats East Helena 4 to nothing. Polson, who's another one of the favorites, I'd say Frenchtown and Polson, of course they are. Those are two dynasties in the Class A level of softball. Uh, they're the two favorites in this tournament. Polson showed that 15 to 5 over Dillon. Uh, and then Ronan Stevensville, 18 to 14, baby. Uh, round and round we go. Um, Butte Central Columbia Falls play in an undefeated Love it. game coming up in Hamilton. Libby play in an undefeated game coming up. Polson Ronan and uh, then Frenchtown Corvallis. So uh, we'll keep you apprised of all the stuff that's going on. We'll give you more softball stuff uh, when it's actually state time, but we'll have uh, state championship qualifiers uh, coming out of this weekend. W- what do you think, Ryan? James Seabrook, by the way, right? With me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas. Now, what do you think of high school baseball finally being in Montana? Anyone that knows me, I've been pining for high school baseball for years. I'm for sure. You know, I've spent over half half of my life here in Montana, but I'm originally from the East Coast. And uh, baseball, to me, deserves to be. For sure. I, you know, I love Mavericks. I love Legion. I love the, you know, those, those levels of baseball. But there's something about... If you aren't of a certain background or have certain pathways to f- sustain and fund that type of baseball, right? Or even just besides the financial part, also just the time commitment and and or the time commitment. Yeah, it also um, it also it also cuts out a lot of three sport athletes too. I mean, there's a lot well, of guys that grow up in Montana that have to make the decision because they want to go either go to football camps during July or you play baseball in, in July, right? I said this ten years ago um, to 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 Ryan Tutel, and I would love to go back in the archives and find it. There's a future Hall of Famer in this state right. that will never get that chance to be that because there's no high school baseball. For sure. And whether that time has come or gone or is yet to come into fruition, I don't know. Only Mother Nature and Father Time know that, right? For but sure. There's a there's a future Hall of Famer that was never going to be born here because the inaccessibility of having school uh, um, baseball be a school sport um, sucks. You know, like sure. not every, not everyone has that opportunity uh, or that luxury. Hundred um, percent. What I also like, like one, about one of my it, good buddies growing up, like he we played baseball all the way until I played all the way through it when I was eighteen, but he played only through when he was sixteen because that's when like. 
uh, Little League basically ends. You can play senior boys until you're 16, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but, I mean, this dude legitimately threw like 92, 93 miles per hour. That's smoke, baby. And, he, you know, he's only played Little League, so he never got scouted by anybody. And then at, at 16, sophomore in high school, he never plays baseball again. It's That's a great, sad. I know, I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, like, he definitely could have had a shot to at least go to college, if not play uh, post-collegiate post you know, uh, baseball. In the minors or something. I mean, if you do yeah. 90, you're going you're gonna to have a chance to make oh, money. So, someone's inviting you to somewhere. 100%. So. And, I, and, I, and, I, and you're I, right. It's missed opportunities for kids. So hopefully this is great new opportunities for Well, kids. then, you know, what also misses out is the community, right? For sure. Not everyone can travel all over the state or all over the country to watch their hometown kids play. Like, having it back in the high schools is huge. Like, it gives, yeah. it gives grandma something to do. It gives some kids who may have been on that borderline of getting into trouble or 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 or, 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 you know, whatever the opposite of that could be for an individual. This gives them another pathway or an outlet to indulge themselves in something that's a bit more healthy and 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 conducive to well-being. So um, I love seeing baseball. I can't wait for it to catch fire. Actually, that's a bad pun today, folks, with the smoke <laughs> outside. But. Right. I can't wait for it to gain more traction uh, without within the state and 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 uh, all levels of, of high school uh, baseball. I'm I'm excited and happy. Nuan is now uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Thanks for riding with us here uh, on your Friday. I was looking for some divisional track uh, results, but we don't. I can't seem to find any of those. Um, but we are at that time of year. It is the postseason. We are rolling through our prep extra. It's presented by uh, Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Uh, state champions in golf uh, earlier this week, Anaconda, they won their first boys state championship in any team sport since 1972. That's pretty amazing. Back then they won cross country. Um, but it's been over 50 years since a Copperheads boys team has won state in anything. So good job by the Anaconda golf team. Uh, in class B girls, Shelby won uh, on the girls' side. And then in class C boys, uh, excuse me, class C girls, Manhattan Christian won for the sixth consecutive time. Um, so really impressive by them as well. What do you think of that phenomenon, Rajim? It, Manhattan Christian right now is dominating girls' sports in class C. On one hand, Manhattan, Manhattan Christian's in a tiny town, Churchill, Montana. I mean, yep. you're talking a couple hundred people. Yep. Uh, but it's also a private school. Um, but they're not necessarily recruiting as much. They just have sort of, there's just a lot of good athletes that live in that part of the world. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, there's sort of a dichotomy there. Do you think that uh, these private schools, should they be, have to play different classifications uh, than where they're at? Or what do you, what, I guess, what do you think of a private school like that being in Class C? I mean, it's the same way I feel about Valley Christian being in Class no, C. Sure, that's right. that's what their student body and the populace of their school backslash their community uh, predicates. Um, I think sometimes in small towns, uh, what is often overlooked is, guess what You know, Manhattan doesn't have? Manhattan doesn't have a Southgate Mall. Manhattan doesn't have a Reserve Street. Sure. Manhattan doesn't have a Roxy or a Wilma or an AMC 9 or a Buffalo Wild Wings or any of those things that sometimes offer more distractions because they're convenient. Convenient. For sure. You know what those kids have is a gym. You know what those kids have right. is a field, and be able to utilize that and hone in, and actually have the the adults in the community kind of be like, "Hey, come back, get in this gym. Let's let's make something out of this." For sure. Because we don't have a lot of other things to to to, to procure and garner uh, uh, and uh, attention. So I love it when small towns um, for kick sure. The there's, snot also, out there's, of the, there's also there's <laughs> also a certain level of of uh, how do you even say. Uh, 
both Churchill, Montana and Amsterdam, Montana. So Manhattan Christian is is close to Manhattan, but it's actually like this conglomeration of these two oh, small, small communities, towns, Amsterdam yeah. and Churchill. Uh, but the, it originated as a Dutch colony. I mean, it was founded by uh, Dutch immigrants. Henceforth, and, the Amsterdam. Uh, for sure. And, and they are, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they are, uh, those people were expert potato farmers. Yes, they were. And there's a, a very interesting uh, topography that exists there and a geological phenomenon that exists there, uh, sort of away from the Bridger Mountains, but whatever was going on in, in the sort of uh, forming of the earth. I don't know if people know how potatoes are grown, but potatoes, you have to have like a first, second, third, fourth generation potato before you finally get to the part where you mm-hmm. can eat it. You need, and what this this specific piece of land does is they uh, they are experts in second generation potatoes. So then those are the potatoes that are getting sold to Idaho. Mm-hmm. You know, Idaho has this great reputation, famous potatoes. It's on the license plate, whatever. But those potatoes in Idaho are actually originating in Montana. In the 406, baby. I, I only know all of this. John Widenauer taught me all of this. John Widenauer was a great um, offensive lineman for Montana State. He was uh, a Manhattan Christian uh, graduate. And uh, the guy that went to the NFL for a brief moment in time. But he, he his family, the Widenauer family, has a giant potato mm-hmm. farm. And he taught me all about this. And we went out on the tractor. He showed me the whole deal when I was writing this feature about him. Uh, fascinating. Anyways, I, I just think it's also interesting because... Uh, there's also the part where Dutch people are so tall, right? That that's just a part of their their people's lineage, genetics, yeah. And so that is no coincidence that Manhattan Christian then in turn is great at basketball, great at volleyball. Oh, they've had some good ones For over sure. the years, For absolutely. Sure. So I got to ask you, him being the potato professor, yeah. was his personality a little starchy? <laughs> John Widenauer was the more the defining I, gentle I tease, giants, folks. man. He he's one of those guys that truly is a gentle giant. I mean, this this dude is six eight, three hundred pounds, and uh, if he was any sort of mean, he would have been playing on, on Sundays for about ten years. I'm not saying he's soft; he was he is tough as hell. But uh, if he, he's the nicest guy in the world, and if he was mean, he would have been playing a left tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals for about ten years. I think. <laughs> uh, is now fun memories, and uh, thanks to Farmer State Bank for their continued support of us. Uh, here on ESPN Radio, Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. They proudly bring you the Prep Extra and the Bitterroot Breakdown uh, each and every week here on Nuanas Now. Around the wide world of sports, in hour number two coming at you, Raji and Seaver, Coulter Nuanas. Uh, it's after five when we're back. See you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 